0: To the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortenbaugh, and this is episode 75. Great to have you all with us today. Pitchers and catchers are reporting to Florida and Arizona, respectively, so we've got a lot of baseball we're going to be rolling out in the next few weeks. But today, we want to spend some of our attention on the NBA, specifically the NBA post 2018 trade deadline in just a few minutes we're going to go to las vegas director of trading for william hill sportsbooks nick bogdanovich is going to join us to talk about what his book has seen in the aftermath of the 2018 trade deadline whether or not any big moves were made from an odds perspective from a betting perspective so we'll get nick's thoughts and insights and we'll try to apply that to our nba wagering as we head into the all-star break I'm interested to see what William Hill has done with the Cleveland Cavaliers, as I know the Westgate in Las Vegas moved the Cavs from 10 to 1 to 8 to 1 to win the NBA title this year, following that mass exodus of dead weight and mass influx of new, youthful, and exuberant talent. Shout out to the Utah Jazz before we go any further 10 straight wins, one game to go. Before the NBA All-Star break, they've got Phoenix on Wednesday in Utah. Ten straight wins, despite the fact that they're trading away half their talent. Eight and two against the spread during that run. Now, before we bring Nick onto the program, I want to talk about one specific angle to keep an eye on. Wednesday night in Portland, when the Golden State Warriors travel to Oregon to take on Dame Lillard and the Blazers. This is something I've been monitoring as of late, and I'm very intrigued to see how it carries over to the second half of the NBA season. Last year, when Kevin Durant landed in Golden State, the Warriors outscored the opposition in the first quarter by an average of 4.1 points per game. That was best in the National Basketball Association. This year, however, and more specifically recently, it has been a very different story. Over their last eight games, the Warriors have been outscored by a grand total of 41 points. In the first quarter, they've played Phoenix, the Spurs, the Mavericks, the Thunder, the Nuggets, the Kings, the Jazz, and the Celtics. Some good teams, some terrible teams. But in those eight games, the Warriors have been outscored in the first quarter five times, five of those eight games. And when you add all eight of those first quarters up, minus 41 is the differential you get. The Warriors being outscored by 5.1 points per game in the first quarter over their last eight on the season. They went from number one in first quarter scoring differential last year at plus 4.1 to minus 0.2 this season. That's 16th in the National Basketball Association. So for those of you looking for a very specific angle, Wednesday night in Portland, perhaps maybe think about playing the Blazers in the first quarter. And then once we come off the all-star break, we'll have to ask ourselves, are the Warriors now set to turn it on? Are they finally going to play motivated basketball like we've seen the last three years, or will they continue to get off to these lackadaisical starts followed by an explosion in their best quarter, which has been over the last few years, the third quarter. Nobody makes adjustments at halftime better than Steve Kerr. This is the number one third quarter team in the league. So betting on the Warriors in the third quarter, always a good idea. Betting against them in the first quarter has been a great idea as of late, could continue to be a great idea moving forward as well. Something to monitor.
1: How about that ride in? I guess that's why they call it Sin
0: City. (laughs) He's the director of trading for William Hill Sportsbooks here in the United States. Nick Bogdanovich joining us here on the Sharp 600. Nick, good morning and thank you so much for your time. Before we jump into the post-deadline action that you've seen at William Hill, I wanted to start with this. There's been a conversation that's been bubbling up more and more over the last few months that the NBA at some point, maybe in the not-too-distant future, could overtake the NFL in terms of popularity in America. In terms of sports wagering in America, have you seen an increase in NBA betting over the last few years? It is,
1: uh, but not n- nothing dramatic. I mean, wagering is up in, in soccer, tennis, golf, tennis. Uh, so I wouldn't say NBA wagering is uh, up any more than those sports, but uh you know nba betting is popular there it it has its certain little segment like there's a certain segment of people who bet baseball and there's a certain segment who bet nba uh but when it comes to betting uh football will is still king and i don't see that changing anytime soon
0: now following last week's nba trade deadline what were some of the biggest adjustments you made to your nba futures
1: there, it's, it, that the, the trade deadline to me was like, uh, if you follow politics, and they love to use that term, a uh, nothing burger, it was nothing. <laughs> right? there, was, there wasn't anything really happened at the, at the deadline that made any kind of major impact on, on the NBA futures.
0: Even with what Cleveland did, moving out so many players and bringing in guys like George Hill and Rodney Hood, for example.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's an upgrade or not. I, I just left them the same. I mean, th- they were getting beat by 40 every night, so they had to do something drastic. Whether this drastic move will help long-term, no one knows. Obviously, uh, in the short term, it looks like it might have had a positive effect. But it might have been sub- uh, addition by subtraction. Who knows? I mean, their chemistry was horrible. Uh, Isaiah Thomas wasn't fitting in there. Uh, you know, obviously, Kevin Love is injured, so you don't know. Uh, I, guess, I guess we'll... The only thing, only time we'll know is at the end of the year. But you know, the the I, I didn't see anything uh, of market improvement by them going out and getting that uh, cast of characters they got.
0: You know, did you see any specific action coming in following the trade deadline? Did anyone jump on Cleveland or maybe any other team following those moves?
1: No, not at all. The only team that's been drawing a little action as of late is the Utah Jazz. They've won ten in a row, and uh, people are taking a big number with them. So. Uh, I think they might uh, make a, a run here in the second half.
0: You know, if you were going to talk sleepers outside of Golden State, Cleveland, Houston, Boston, some of the big teams that we all expect to contend, do you see anybody else out there that could find their way into say a conference finals that we may be overlooking at the moment?
1: Well, if you if you're talking a sleeper, when I think of sleeper, I'm thinking of like a bomb, a long shot, something really uh deep. Uh, I would say Philly, Miami, Detroit, Charlotte and Utah would be considered super sleepers or super long shots that if given the right route and and getting hot at the right time, I I think they could be a little bit of trouble for someone.
0: On the opposite end of the spectrum resides the Golden State Warriors. Two-part question for you. Number one, where do you currently have the Warriors priced? And number two, do you see anybody as a monumental threat? Who would be the biggest threat to knocking off the Golden State Warriors this season, in your opinion?
1: Well, we got a... They're they're a minus two twenty favorite to win the whole thing, and we got a two way price up uh, minus two twenty plus one ninety. You can have every other team in the NBA, and they're not exactly running up to the window to take the plus one ninety. So uh, obviously, I think Houston's by far the team that has the best shot of knocking them off. I still don't give Cleveland too much of a shot. I, I don't think you make that many household changes and scramble in the middle of a season and pull it off. But you never know. Uh, But, yeah, Houston by far is the best chance.
0: You know, as we head into the All-Star break, which teams have been the most publicly supported at William Hill so far this season? I'd imagine Golden State takes quite a bit of money, but who are the other very popular public sides?
1: I'd say the four, uh, and it's not even close, the four that drew the most action in the first half of the season. Golden State, Houston, Cleveland, and Boston, those four were bet uh, religiously.
0: Now, on the flip side, do you see the Sharps playing anyone specific on a somewhat regular basis? I'd have to imagine some of those guys have, like, Utah as of late.
1: Yeah, for sure. Utah's has been a sharp side. I'd say Minnesota and Philly would join those three as three teams of the sharps uh have been playing all year
0: now any nba conversation eventually ends up with this topic coming to the forefront so i might as well present it to you as well come next season where do you see lebron james playing basketball
1: huh. yeah I'll, i think only one person on earth knows that and that's lbj himself but it wouldn't surprise me if uh somehow he ended up in la la land with the lakers but you never know uh it's a tough one it really is and yeah, definitely. I I don't have a crystal ball for something like that.
0: You know, before we let you go, do you see it as Golden State-Cleveland for the fourth time in a row, or do you see the finals as some other matchup?
1: I think uh, from listening to my early conversation, I don't think Cleveland gets out of the East. I think it's someone else, So whether it's Washington or Toronto, maybe Boston. But I don't think Cleveland gets to the finals. I really don't. But I do see Golden State winning it all.
0: Terrific stuff. The director of trading for William Hill Sportsbooks, Nick Bogdanovich, joining us here on the Sharp Six Hundred. Nick, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. Have a great weekend, and uh, hopefully, we can talk to you again soon. Anytime, my man. We're sharing beds and bucking with Phil. You good with that? No, I'm not good with that. And with that, episode number 75 of the Sharp 600 is in the books. Later this week, we'll be back with an NBA All-Star Game preview. We'll talk a little dunk contest, a little three-point contest, the game itself. We'll also start diving a little bit more into baseball and anything else you guys are interested in. Shout me out. Let me know on Twitter, at Joe JoeFortenBall. Hit me up on email, joe.fortenBall at gmail.com. Let me know what you're interested in. We'll put it together. And if you're interested in another live edition of one of these, kind of like what we did in Chicago, that can be arranged as well. Just hit your boy up and let him know. But for right now, thank you so much again. Be well, and best of luck.